The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded August 23rd, 2018. Enjoy. Welcome to the September edition of Life in the Tax Line. As usual, this is going to be a party. Buckle up. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, the kids are back in school. We passed Labor Day, so that's the one day of work for the year over with, and we're ready to move on. It's all fun. 364. You, I love your jokes. <laughs> well, let's get into yep. the technical here. So the very first thing is we know that CRA is uh, do, running another project. They're looking at corporations uh, that are claiming vehicle expenses. So they're they're asking for two. They're selecting a number of corporations. They're asking for two things: uh, a listing of, of expenses, which which make up that number that they're looking at, and also they want to know what the business versus personal use is of the mm -hmm. vehicles behind those expenses. So this project is going full force. Yep. You, Katie, any comments on that? Well, I think this is just one example of a newer focus at the CRA where they look at specific lines, specific expenses that businesses are claiming. They're saying, let's get more details. Vehicle expenses is one of them. We've seen them in the past. We may have even talked about it. Um, pro professional fees was yeah. another one. But let's get back to the vehicle It's expenses. certainly new. And Joe, you mentioned a yeah. number of corporations are getting these. It's a big number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are pretty wide scale samples. And well, it means we got to dig through and give them the records they're asking mm -hmm. for. They certainly have the right to ask. That's uh, right. Basically looking at, uh, do we have something that's fully deductible or not? That's the end of the mm -hmm. story. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, dig into the next topic here, Katie. Yeah, another project at the Sierra, or previous project, they've been uh, particularly interested in nonpartisan political activities of charity. Mm -hmm. So that would be, you know, advocacy, for example, Mothers Against Drug Driving, uh, drunk driving, <laughs> <laughs> advocating for tougher, for tougher laws. So this is not charities telling people to vote for someone. It's, you know, nonpartisan, nonpartisan non stuff. And why do they care? Well, the act, as CRA interprets it, essentially limits the nonpartisan political activity to about 10% of the charity's resources. You exceed that, you have a big problem, according to the CRA and many who interpret the words of the act. However, we have a court case that looks at this and asks, is that constitutional? Can we be limiting charities' activities in these nonpartisan political uh, realms? And the court essentially, at the end of the day, said, no, we can't be limiting this. We think that political activities can very well be charitable activities, and, and you can't stop charitable organizations from doing this. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression, protected under the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So holy smokes, who do you think has something to say about this? CRA, of course they do, come on. Uh, in the middle of August, uh, they came out and said, well, uh, we and the Department of Finance, they said we're gonna be appealing this decision for clarification. However, the Department of Finance said, we are going to change the legislation. Essentially, we are going to be pulling out that 10% uh, limitation. That is the uh, direction of the government. Uh, legislation is expected in the fall, and we expect it to be retroactive to cover ongoing audits and objections. Yeah, so we should clean up the specific issue. It sounds like the appeal mm -hmm. is aimed more at clarifying 
general constitutional mm -hmm. issues, but unquestionably, partisan activities are still off the table. So charities can't be out campaigning, vote for this guy. Yeah. They can be uh, public advocacy mm -hmm. for issues that may appear to be political. Well, let's move from the uh, charities to some people who aren't often perceived as being overly charitable. They got a really tough job, the uh, CRA collections guys. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, I think this case is pretty scary. What we have here is a guy who's running a business, and he's got a mortgage. Okay, lots of people in that boat. Mm -hmm, yeah. And unfortunately, he falls into arrears on his GST. And uh, if you think CRA takes their collections activities seriously in general, rile them up about either GST or employee source deductions. That was never the business owner's money to begin with. Mm -hmm. He's always been holding it in trust right. for the CRA. So CRA has what we often call a super priority as a creditor to collect these monies. Well, during the period when this guy was in arrears on GST, he sold the house and he repaid the bank. CRA said, whoa, 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 you sold an asset. That money was supposed to come to us first. Yeah. Even though the bank had security, mm -hmm. even though the bank was legally entitled to collect that money back, we had first claim, we want it back, mm -hmm. and the short answer is they got it back. Yeah. So that's kind of scary when you think about what it may mean for self-employed individuals, even directors of corporations who can be held personally mm -hmm. liable for these accounts, trying to get bank loans. I wonder if the banking policies are going to change. To take that one step further, mm -hmm. I mean, businesses, business owners may be concerned about having to repay their customers' potential GST, HST, and source deduction liability. We haven't seen it, but you know, or at least I haven't, but that could be a potential issue. Yeah, we're going to have to keep our eyes on this one. Let's talk about the next issue. Uh, if you are a small business owner, usually if you have an active business, you can get the small taxation rate, which is wonderful. Now, we had a business owner here uh, who, uh, who ran a music composition business providing soundtracks for uh, television broadcasts like uh, The National from CBC, etc. And the corporation was paid through SOCAN, uh, which many musicians in Canada are paid through SOCAN as well. So the problem here is, as money comes out of SOCAN, it's paid in the form of a royalty. Now this is the issue. If you want to get low rates, you have to show that it's an active business and that it's not a specified investment business. Now, a specified investment business, uh, the definition here really looks at what the, what the purpose of your company is. Is the purpose of it to derive income from property like rent, royalties, interest, or dividends? Well, he's receiving royalties. Does that mean he's offside? The courts in this case said, no, your business purpose isn't to get it from property. Your business purpose is to make money from making music or composing music. Therefore, even though it is a royalty, you're not offside. You're in a safe zone. And even if you do get royalties, residual royalties, maybe they run that program again, a rerun, and you get paid a little bit later, well, guess what? That little amount is still incident to or pertaining to your actual active business, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So very welcome case for that individual and other producers in the, in the, in the country. Yeah, so flipping sides, we're talking about revenue coming in. What about expenses on the other side? Can we be deducting them? Are they reasonable? Are they incurred to earn income? And we have a court case this month uh, that looks at it. Pretty small dollars. It wouldn't normally 
put a flag up in the air for me, but as we were reading through the course, uh, the case part of me, the court provided a number of interesting comments. They looked at this taxpayer and he was in the business of tracking consumption habits of computer of consumers and he had a lot of computers it was a very technologically heavy business and so they were looking at all the different expenses understandably a lot of them had to do with tech internet working remotely phone lines that sort of stuff and the the courts looked at it and said you know what you have a heavy reliance on this. We think a lot of these expenses you incurred related to the business. We're going to give you an 80% deduction. On the flip side, they looked at some of the other expenses, motor vehicle, and they said, you know what? If you can do all your work remotely, we don't think you really needed to travel for work. That is not going to be allowed. So while that remote activity helped for the technology side, it was detrimental to the travel expenses. Double-edged sword. Yep. Well, it's a great example of how the world changes and the tax system needs to change to mm -hmm. work with it. And yeah. uh, Speaking of places the world is changing, mm -hmm. cannabis, wow. You know, we've had medicinal marijuana in Canada for a lot of years. We're close to general recreational legalization. Meanwhile, some of the U.S. states have legalized it. Mm -hmm. What we're starting to see now is uh, the reality that federal U.S. law this is a narcotic. It's mm -hmm. controlled. It's illegal. So what we're seeing is people trying to cross the border. And the U.S. border guys look at this and go, wait a minute. <laughs> You're an investor in a legal marijuana business in Washington State or a medicinal marijuana business in Canada. Buddy, you're a drug trafficker. You're barred from the U.S. Now, what's going to happen when we legalize marijuana in Canada? The Senate heard an awful lot of information on mm -hmm. this, and they have a lot of very scary published comments. You really want to look at this before you think about crossing the border if you have anything to do with cannabis, even an admission that you personally have recreationally used mm -hmm. cannabis. So we've put that up on our website. You can access it through links if you want to get a little more information on this, but something to consider. And, uh, Really, that's all we have for this month. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. That's V-I-D-E-O-T-A-X.com. The preceding information is provided for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, visit videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2018. All rights reserved.